Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if Drew Bledsoe, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, doesn't get hurt in 2001? I can record. Leave meeting. (laughs) All right. Welcome to my TED Talk. We are playing the what if game. All right. So this is going to surprise you guys because out of the four of us, I am probably the least biggest Tom Brady fan (laughs) in the group. But naturally, he is considered one of the greatest quarterbacks. So I wanted to play the what if game with that. There's a very specific play that happened that essentially catapulted his career. And obviously he had to do a lot of the work with that too, but this definitely paved the way for him to have the chance essentially. So just to give a little bit of background, he was drafted in 2000 in the sixth round, I believe pick 199. He has that on a lot of his stuff. And so he was the backup going into the 2001, 2002 season. So that would have been his second season in the NFL. And so he was behind Drew Bledsoe. So in the week two game, Bledsoe was scrambling for a first down in the fourth quarter, and he gets hit by a Jets linebacker named Mo Lewis. And so he actually, he gets knocked out for a little bit. He actually returns to the game, ends up having to leave again, because they actually found he had internal bleeding and he had to be rushed to the hospital. And he actually almost died. So it was like a pretty, and I'll have to show you guys the clip of the hit. It was a pretty good hit. He knocked him pretty good. Probably wouldn't have been legal today, but <laughs> it, uh, it was pretty good. So Tom Brady comes in, and he starts week three. So three Bledsoe is out until, like, November. So the Patriots started 0-2 that season. Tom Brady takes him 11-3, and and he threw for almost 3,000 yards, which is just under 200 yards a game, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 64 completion percentage. So he only played 14 games. So stats aren't huge by any means, but he won 11 games. So it even went on to when Drew Bledsoe was healthy, Bill Belichick stuck with Tom Brady and said, no, he's going to be our quarterback the rest of the season. So that was a pretty big deal. So he actually went on to win the Super Bowl that year, sadly, uh, against the beloved St. Louis Rams. And then the rest is history. So he's now won six Super Bowls. He was one of two players to win in his first year starting as quarterback. Three-time MVP, four-time Super Bowl MVP, 14-time Pro Bowl. list goes on. He's been playing for, what, 20 years now. So his, you know, his stats are he's top five in almost every category when it comes to postseason, you know, any type of throwing record. He's even rushed for a thousand yards. So that'll tell you how long he's played for. <laughs> so, so this brings me to my first question. Well, so the, the one big question is if this doesn't happen, what's the legacy of Tom Brady and the Patriots now? So we can break that up into a bunch of different questions. So first things first, does Tom Brady ever get a chance in New England? And so the Patriots that year actually had signed Bledsoe to a 10-year, $103 million deal. That was a record deal back in 2001. So 
this is essentially like the Patrick Mahomes deal of 2001. Patrick Mahomes being four times as much. But um, so and he was drafted back in 1993. So Bledsoe has been in the organization. You know, he's their, their guy, signed him for a lot of money for a lot of years. So, you know, they want him to be there until he retires. He wants to be there until he retires. So it's a good marriage. So if Bledsoe doesn't end up getting hurt, you have to wonder, even if he's having like a, a rough season or something, like he has a huge contract or not. If there's, a, you know anything about the politics of any types of sports, you typically the contract ticks the precedent over the younger talent usually. So, you know, they want to you know, play the guy that they paid the big money for. So it makes me wonder, you know, even if he, he's having a, he was having a little bit of rough year that year, so, like, if, you know, they go 8-8 eight and eight that year, I mean, they probably don't bench Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady. So, you know, it, you, just, you just wonder, does Tom Brady even make it in on the field during that time? So that, that brings me to question number two. So if he doesn't get in the field for New England or maybe even down the line four or five years later, does Tom Brady make the field somewhere else than New England? And this is an interesting question to me because I see them – the marriage between Tom Brady and the Patriots today, and you know that it's the perfect mix. I mean, Bill Belichick is a great defensive coach. Tom Brady is a great offensive mind, and they work so well together. And it's worked year after year. They've been to nine Super Bowls. It's like this is clearly something that works. So if Tom Brady goes somewhere else, you don't really know if, that, if that's going to work quite the same way, right? Because you see a lot of backups a lot of times get traded to other places. Um, there's a couple that came to mind. I don't know if you guys will know the names, but like Kevin Cobb got traded to the Cardinals, I think. And Matt Flynn got traded somewhere. I don't remember where. Tyrod Taylor's another one. Uh, well, he's had a little bit more success than those other two guys. Another one would be like Jimmy Garoppolo. So he was the successor to Tom Brady in, in New England. But Tom Brady outplayed his age. So Jimmy gets traded, and he actually took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Some could argue that he wasn't the reason they went to the Super Bowl, but that's another discussion for another day. So there's some success stories, not a whole lot. So you don't really know if he ends up on a team with a good coach or a bad coach, if he has the same types of success, or if he even gets on the field, depending on where he gets traded to. So that brings me to question number three, talking about Bill Belichick. Does Bill Belichick end up sticking around and does he have the career that he has? Because he was a great defensive coach. He spent a ton of time with the Giants under Bill Parcells. He pretty much followed Bill Parcells around most of the start of his career. He had one head coaching stint with the Browns from 1991 to 1995. And he was uh, 36 and 44. And he only had one playoff appearance. So not, not a great uh, resume. He was actually hired to be the Jets head coach in the start of the 2000 football season. But the day after he was hired, he wrote on a napkin saying that he resigned as head coach of the Jets. Oh. And so he was only head coach of them for one day. So then he decides he's going to be the head coach of the Patriots. But I guess technically he was still on the staff of the Jets. So... Uh, I guess they didn't accept his napkin resignation letter. And so they actually traded for him. The Patriots traded 
a first-round pick to the Jets for Bill Belichick to be their head coach in 2000. So that brings us to that 2000 year where they went 5-11, and 11, and they were last in the AFC East, so not starting off on a good footing there. And so they started that next year 0-2 before Tom Brady came in and ended up taking them to the Super Bowl. So that brings us to that third question of if Drew Bledsoe stays in the game, if they have a middle league season, say the next season they go 8-8, eight and eight, don't make the playoffs. Maybe they make the playoffs, don't win any games, whatever it is. How long does Bill Belichick stick around? And does he stay with the Patriots? And does he even get another head coaching gig? I mean, you get these opportunities, and if you don't take advantage of them, you know, they, they're gone pretty quick. And you see that a lot, especially in the NFL. So that brings me to my fourth and final question, which is by far the most important. Does Tom Brady meet Giselle? Because <laughs> they met in 2006. And at this point, Tom Brady had won, I think, three Super Bowls or maybe two. So you have to wonder, they met through mutual friends. Does Giselle even give him a shot if he hasn't won all those Super Bowls and you know, is the Tom Brady that we knew at that point in time, you know, because, I mean, Giselle, she's, I mean, she's beautiful, like, she's perfect, so, like, why would she waste her time on some middling backup quarterback, so, I mean, that's, you know, she's worth over 400 million dollars, like, she's a stud, I don't know if she'd be going after Tom Brady if Tom Brady wasn't, you know, the, the three Super Bowl man at that time, and this is, Another play on what the Patriots dynasty looked like because say Tom Brady gets in a little bit later, doesn't end up with Giselle, and he ends up with some other woman, probably someone famous, but probably not worth the amount that Giselle is. Tom Brady admittedly said that he is fine taking pay cuts because it helps their salary cap, but also because his wife makes a lot of money and so they are very financially stable. So he is perfectly fine taking a cut to help the team out. So it makes you wonder if he hadn't met Giselle and married Giselle, that would he be taking pay cuts or would he be pulling somewhat of like an Aaron Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins where they're taking up, you know, a quarter of the salary cap and they can't surround them with good players. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the most important question, I think. What, what are you guys' thoughts? Mm. Ooh, there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. If I may go first, I, I want to go up to the last question, Cameron. I think it's interesting because I feel like in modern day NFL, a lot of previous Super Bowl champions, like you have very young quarterbacks. And obviously the quarterback is the most important position and they get paid infinitely the most, most likely than any other position in the league. And when they're paid high, like, when you get that payday as a quarterback and you're a top, top quarterback, that takes a heavy hit on the salary cap. And I'm wondering if it's more of a positive for Brady and that instead of more of the Giselle conversation, it's more or less in order to stay successful as a team, he kind of accommodated for all those years in New England, especially towards the end, for more salary cap flexibility. Yeah, Giselle is an important piece to this puzzle, the Patriots dynasty. I wonder if they send their, like, thank you notes and stuff. <laughs> 400 million though like there's not I don't think there's any NFL players that are like worth that much like I know Mahomes just signed that big deal 
but I don't think anyone else. Maybe you could count on two hands players that are worth that much, and they're all quarterbacks. Yeah, man. I wonder where Tom Brady would go. I feel like at some point he'd end up with the 49ers because he grew up in California, fan of them growing up. I don't know. It's such an interesting question. Like, do you think he'd be successful no matter where he went? Like, say he didn't start. Say when Drew Bledsoe came back, Tom Brady went back to the bench. Do you think he still would be the Tom Brady that we know today? Well, that's a good question because if we knew it was Tom Brady from today and his mindset, and like how he prepares and everything, like I would say yes. But you don't know when you're like 22 and your confidence is shot and you've been sitting on the bench for four years and you finally get your chance and like if you press a little bit too much or, you know, something like that. It's a much different mindset. There's just some people that can't get over that hump. But like when they do, it's really good. But if, if you're judging it based on like who we know today as Tom Brady and like how he takes lesser talent, like a bunch of tiny white dudes and takes them to the Super Bowl every year, like a bunch of no-name dudes you, you never hear of. And, and they, they are always good. So like you wonder if he has that effect as like a young 22-year-old. He goes to like a different place and maybe he doesn't have a good, as good of a defensive coach as opposed to like Peyton Manning who had to like outscore everybody's whole career pretty much. Yeah. I think uh, to address your second question on whether or not Tom Brady would would make an appearance elsewhere, like at another team, I don't think he would have. I think he would have stayed with the Patriots because when they drafted him, like I read somewhere like when they when they drafted him, they like they realized that he was too good to be that low, but they knew that he wasn't there yet. And like when they had him on the team like serving as the backup to Bledsoe, you know, the mistakes that Bledsoe was making, he was making some critical mistakes leading up to that hit by Mo Lewis. I think with what what they had seen with Tom as he was serving as the backup was kind of materializing into Bill Belichick's like ideal quarterback. And the fact that he could make decisions and he could sort of read coverages very well, which is something that Drew Bledsoe couldn't really do. So, yeah, I don't think he would have made an appearance elsewhere because even if Bledsoe didn't get injured, you know, I feel like the Patriots would be reluctant to let him go. Yeah, reading into it, it seemed like Belichick really likes Brady. And he's not one to – or he's one to make some weird decisions. So, like, I wouldn't put it past him that he would bench Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady. I mean, he did it in the season, and then he – they traded him the next year, one year into his 10-year contract. So, like, I wouldn't have put it past Bill Belichick to to make that decision. But, I mean, that's – you're playing at the what-if game like we're doing right now. I actually saw a really funny quote, too, from Drew Bledsoe in an interview he said in 2000, or I don't know if it was an interview or something, but he was talking about Tom Brady, and he was like, yeah, I really like the kid, but I don't think he'll ever be a starting quarterback in this league. And so, you know, hindsight's 2020, and Drew Bledsoe made it only six years into his 10-year contract and ended up retiring. 
part of that was injury, but part of it was he wasn't having great seasons. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's on the other side, you know, 20 years into his career, won all the Super Bowls and everything. Yeah, that's so interesting. I didn't know any of that. I feel like a big part of this question is also the psychology of Tom Brady. Like, what makes him the kind of person that would, like Eddie was saying, be willing to sit on the bench and then once he gets a shot, just like jump at it? Because at Michigan too, he was like never a starter. He was always second string. And that he never transferred, I guess transferring wasn't as much of a thing. But yeah, I like wonder what about his psychology? Like, I feel like that's part of the difference between great players and good players is that they know delayed gratification. They know when to wait, when to strike. It's really interesting, too, because, I don't know, I didn't know much about Drew Brillard, so I know about the injury, but, I mean, this is your quarterback. This is your guy, how much money he was getting with that contract. And he had a good run. I think the best they got was either 11-5 and five or 10-6. and six. And each year after that, after four seasons, it dropped one game. So from 11 to 5 or 10 to 6 to 10 and 6 to 9 and 7. And it kept on going that way. And this is someone in your prime. This is your quarterback. Let's say this happened today. He's a number one pick, franchise quarterback, age 29 when he gets hurt. You have a six-round second-year quarterback come in, do so well. Would the same thing happen today? Because that's pretty remarkable. Happened to Dallas Cowboys recently. That's the one I can most recently think of. Ooh. Dak taking over for Tony Romo. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's Tony Romo retiring the year after. Actually, Drew Bledsoe did that again in 2006. This is where his career ended when he got hurt. And Tony Romo took over for him. He <laughs> <laughs> took him to the playoffs. Oh. It happened twice to him, to Drew Bledsoe. Dang, I feel bad for him. Crazy. Man. So that's my that's my what if. Had fun looking into it and playing the what if game, especially the idea of Tom Brady not being very good and the Patriots not being very good. We love that. Rams very good. Well, have won two of three Super Bowls, been well on their way to a dynasty. Man, that was so good. I didn't know any of that stuff, and I consider myself a Patriots fan. So, thank you for enlightening me. And I've also never seen you like in a professional setting which i'm realizing now like i've never seen you give a presentation before and it's like a very different cameron than what i'm used to <laughs> like, you're saying we're like catapulted and you you're good at this cameron thanks man i think i scrubbed my computer though i think i gotta burn it after putting on the tom brady and patriots words down i think, I I think it's done for <laughs> We're going to take a shower now. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports.